What is up, horror homies? This is Diana Prince, and you're listening to Geek Talk. Today, we are going to geek out about Tales from the Crypt, because it's the 30th anniversary of one of the greatest shows ever made. With me today is a friend of the site, frequent contributor, well, used to be back when I did that, but anyway, and more, most importantly, Tales from the Crypt enthusiast, Mr. Anton Fives. Hello, hello. Welcome, sir. Are you super, super psyched about it being the 30th anniversary? I am. Are you? Are you celebrating? Oh, yes. I mean, any excuse to talk about Tales from the Crypt, am I right? You are, sir. I opened up. The very first thing I ever saw on social media this morning was a Tales from the Crypt turns 30 like notification with like a thousand notes. It was so, just made my heart happy. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> Simply beautiful. So I know I used to watch it. Well, actually, it took me a long time to actually be brave enough to watch it because I was little when it came on and I would be me and my my stepsisters would dare each other to go watch the like intro up into the wow that was bad part (laughs) and then run out the room because the actual show was too scary because that intro part by itself was too scary we were were, like very cool if we could sit through the whole intro the point is it took me a while to to warm up to it it was just too much for me but then once i was able to watch through like all the episodes then i realized what amazing freaking show we had in our hands and before that you really didn't have horror shows of that of that quality of that caliber you had some of the biggest stars in hollywood so some of the creative talents behind some some of the biggest films of all time you know coming together to make a smart dumb exploitation series of you know with with gore and nudity and all the sort of naughty stuff you you weren't allowed to have on television. You know, before that, you had, what, old Twilight Zone episodes, you know, uh, Ugh, Alfred Hitchcock so presents. Uh, uh, <laughs> I will not allow for that. But Tear to Tales from the Crypt, come yeah. on. But, and Tales from the Dark Side, which was not, you know, even remotely as gory as Tales from the Crypt. So it was shock- shocking. It broke new ground. Gosh, I didn't even think about that. It really was like when the first really gore- Wait, is it the only? There's got to be. No, there's others now. I'm sure there are others. But, but... like weekly? Somebody just stepped up that game. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, but that that definitely got the ball rolling for for shows like um, American Horror Story. Or, oh, true, true. Yeah. That kind of stuff. That's yeah. true. Okay. But I really wish they'd bring back the show i know they were talking about it and it's not gonna happen now but it seems such an easy fix like do you remember because everyone was so excited and we were like what's m night Shyamalan gonna do with this turns out nothing. excited is not necessarily the <laughs> word i would excited use. that it was coming back like i literally like i, have I know a, people were up in arms about that <laughs> i had all my tales from the crypt i have some 90s tales yeah. from the crypt memorabilia with like birthday party and whatever and i put that stuff up and was really celebrating but now there's nothing to celebrate. <laughs> it is not back after all. Well, there's plenty to celebrate. We have Aww. we have the old series. That's true. Well, I mean, you know, about the new Oh, movie, I know. But I, the old but, series is yes. here still, and it rocks. And let's get to that. Like, I want to talk, yes. what are your favorites? Because we yes. got seven, well, six great seasons to yeah. choose from. We have seven seasons, but, you know, the last yeah. one was... yeah. I like the atmosphere of the London season, but... It it had its moments. It did. But yeah. Uh, So do you want to 
describe what Tales from the Crypt is to the people who've been living on Mars? Or, or no, nah, fuck that. Okay. I assume if you're listening, you know Tales from the Crypt, right. and it's awesome. And the Crypt Keeper is amazing. And I have his laugh ready to go whenever we say something funny. So let's let's try it and then be funny. Ready? All right. Crypt Keeper. Oh man, that didn't work. <laughs> While I'm trying to figure out why my button doesn't work, I asked you to make your top five list, right. and we will compare. All right. So uh, you start with your number five. Number five. Hmm. <laughs> I made it work. So uh, number. So number number. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> number five for me is not what most people would call a particularly great episode, but it's one I, I I'm partial to. It's it's called a uh, creep course. And it is Ooh, uh, the mummy. Yes, it's about, <laughs> and, and I'm just a sucker for for a good, bad mummy story, or it's a silly mummy story. I, I it's like I said, there there's nothing particularly groundbreaking about this story, um, and the twist is so so. But for whatever reason, this was one. It was one. I think it was one of the first ones that I watched, and it just really resonated with me because you know it was sort of this you know fun tawdry little you know story with a really well done mummy <laughs> you gotta love that mummy that was a great that mummy. really that was, was a fantastic good mummy. and and uh and uh are we are we allowed to do spoilers for this uh are we close your ears if you don't want spoilers to this 30 year old episode <laughs> it's more uh, like 20 but. yeah but but and this is mild but but the scene where where you know the mummy you know like pull you know rips out uh jeffrey jones's uh brain yeah uh, dude which is you know like the actual mummification process it's like (laughs) that's what i was gonna say about this episode that's what i i learned that that is a thing that they really do from that and it was so disgusting and i was like that can't be your brain can't come out your freaking nose but guess what it can and tales from the crypt taught me that (laughs) And, and we're forever grateful. To educational. Exactly. Oh, oh I lost my button because oh, I yes. had. <laughs> I can't find my list. I made in my top five, but I pretty much remember it. Um. So, whatever. I love. Anyway, number five. I actually couldn't decide on. So it's either only Sin Deep, which is the Leah Thompson one, where she like, you want to buy my beauty? Ho ho. Wow, that was a dead-on impression, by the way. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> or the John Lovitz... Um, top billing. Top billing. But what is what is Harry Anderson's dad's name? I can't think of it right now. Gomez Adams? Uh, John, John Aston. John Aston. That one. So oh, yeah. that both of those are quality episodes that, I don't know, I just love. Can I just make them a tie as number five? Because I think it just depends on a different day. It's your podcast. See, only send deep. <laughs> That's true. Only Sin Deep, I always loved, like, since I was little, it was just mystifying. Um, but it's not violent enough. She just, like, kills her boyfriend. That's basically it. But uh, Top Filling has a lot of fucking murder going on. And that, that, that twist the right with the head. Okay, murder. you know what? We can we can do spoilers. Right, spoilers. How are we going to talk about stuff? Sorry. When he's holding up the head, he's like, oh, he did have the chops or whatever. After all, it was like... Yeah. It was good. Yeah. yeah. What um, a twist, am I right? Yeah, it's a production of Hamlet <gasps> and... And uh, a character is cast as Yorick. <gasps> See? The, the skull from the, the to be or not to be. They also scene, taught so. me about that because I didn't yeah. get the joke. I'm like, what's happening here? And then I looked up. I'm like, wow, that was brilliant. 
more education from Tales from the Crypt. Thanks, Crypt Keeper. Why, <laughs> why even go to school when you can watch I'm Tales from the Crypt? Saying, that is the message we need to get out to America. <laughs> okay, so what's your number four? Number four for me would be um, well-cooked hams. Um, so, so that that that's the one about uh, rival magicians, um, which that I guess the name is not inappropriate. Inappropriate, <laughs> but you know you wouldn't necessarily get magician from that title. But what, there's a whatever. lot of titles that can kind of fit for many things. Yeah, be, because they were they were taken from the EC comics originally. So some of them are fairly accurate to to the source material, and some of them just sort of did their own story and had some loose connection to what the story was originally about. Um, so this one, Billy Zane, as this over the top histrionic magician, who's you know essentially a hack, so he has to steal from better magicians, and he he sees this great trick, the trick, the box of death, and he. Must get his hands on it at any cost, and <laughs> any cost. And it's, I love the period setting of that of that episode. It just had sort of an old fashioned spook show vibe to it. It felt it, it felt like um, almost like a William Castle kind of. Uh, I love it. Yeah. Looks really pretty to look at. Martin Sheen's actually really. He's really, he's really good. I think it's only time. not one, not two, but three characters. Wow. We're just spoiling Spoiler. all the way. Spoiler. <laughs> okay, I, I'm just going to write in the description. Here will be spoilers. Oh, yes. Okay, uh, I wish I knew where my list was, but four... It, it's kind of hard to talk about the show without... It, I know, it's it, like it, the it's one where things it's, happen. <laughs> yeah. It, 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 Tales from the Crypt is a show that relied on setup and punchline. I, I always refer to it as punchline horror because it is very much about the the O. Henry twists and whatnot. So it's it really is hard to talk about these like 20 minute episodes without That's bringing true. up the twist that takes up like five or 10 minutes of it. So so I think for me, if I remember correctly, my number four was Beauty Rest with here she is, Miss Autopsy or something like that. Yep. Is that right? Uh, yep. <laughs> with Mimi Rogers and Jennifer Rubin and Kathy Ireland. I feel like um, I kind of like the girly ones, but that's okay. It's that's fine. it's freaking creepy. I, I like the carnage. She wanted so ones. bad to win, <laughs> and then the prize was terrible. Who knew? And then what I always thought too was like Kathy Ireland would have been the one that got chopped up. Like they were playing to kill her, but she got killed anyway. I don't. I just think that's disturbing. She, she was so happy, and she's like, "I get to be." Turns out, Miss Autopsy, a prize you didn't want. <laughs> Deep yeah. meaning. Deep. Who's the real winner? <laughs> All right, so that's our fours. What's your number three? Number three for me would be My Brother's Keeper, Ooh. which is, um, for the majority of the episodes, more like a melodrama about uh, a pair of Siamese twins. One is surly, one is nevish and sort of, uh, you know, you know, he's a dork. Um <laughs> And he falls in love with with uh, Jessica Harper, a fanta- yes, uh, a, a fanta- 
Yeah, we love Jessica <laughs> Harper. Here. She's Whoa, uh, sorry, phone. The star of uh, Phantom of the Paradise and Suspiria. So, and she has some darn good cookbooks. And darn good cookbooks, yes. <laughs> um, so, so, like I said, for the most part, it is more melodrama than horror until we get to the end, which has a particularly gruesome sequence uh, that involves a cleaver. And uh, ooh, and, I know yeah. that little part is so gross. The part, well, with, actually, the connected part, grossed actually, me out so bad. I, 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 I misspoke. They, they tease that throughout. So that's like your one horrific element. But then at the end, um, it becomes a full-blown horror story. Um, the primary twist of the episode is predictable. It's it's what you would expect given the setup. But uh, The way they do it is... Yeah, but it, it's good. The presentation. <laughs> it's... It's uh, it's not particularly realistic, but that's not why you watch Tales from the Crypt. It is, uh, it is. Uh, yeah, not for yeah, realism. no. So, but I just love that the the doctors in that scene. So, so you know, throughout the episode, one doctor, one, one brother wants to be separated, the other doesn't, and then at the end, uh, oh, oh, they, t- you know, they switch roles, and and uh, the <laughs> evil one wants to stay together, and the bat, and the and the good twin has them separated and this in this i i love the presentation here because the doctors appreciate you know a good a good reveal and they have and they have them <laughs> right next to each other uh, in separate beds i never thought about that ever. And, and then and then, <laughs> That's true. and then and then and then they, they on cue the nurses <laughs> pull them apart so you know, oh snap, they're up. Oh my god, that's so true. But I always just thought of it as like, whoa, that guy didn't see that coming <laughs> it was at all. Like, I just imagine the doctor, you know, just you, you know, they have rehearsal before the, It's like, okay, so when he says this, that's your cue to pull him apart. This, this, this is our moment, people. <laughs> this is where we shine. Okay, so I have some really good news, and good news is going to be signified by. <laughs> I hope that shows up. I found my list, and I was right. Beauty Rest is number four. Huzzah. <laughs> so, now we know we're doing an actual order, because I would hate to be insincere with my choices. Um, so, my number three is... Dun, 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 the Thing from the Grave, starring Cherry Hatcher in a swimsuit and some cute guy in glasses. That's all you really need to know. It's really good. <laughs> he comes back from the grave. It's pretty straightforward. It is. It's like a beautiful romance story. And Terry Hatcher was the most beautiful woman on the planet in this episode. And she's just so sweet. And the photographer is so kind. And Miguel Ferrer, however. Ferrera? He's so, yeah, he's so good. <laughs> he yeah, is, he, but I hate him so much. He's a wonderful so slime ball. He you, is. Uh, he ma- you want to punch him in the face, which means he did his job. Yeah. <laughs> he's fantastically reptilian You're so villain. happy when the stupid... Or the great guy comes back to get the stupid guy. Oh, yes, I love that. That guy is just so great. The glasses guy. He's like such a romantic hero and coming back. And oh, Lord, yeah, I love very that. Very much episode. a Clark Kent type. It's basically Princess Pride in a Tales from the Crypt episode. It's exactly like that. <laughs> it's a romance for the ages. Yeah, it's it's like Gone with the Wind. Exactly, with but the corpse. way better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, now we're down to the nitty gritty. Nitty gritty. What's your next to the best episode all right so 
And I don't think we we said this yet, but there is one episode that we both agree on that we're oh. going to talk about after we go. You're over right. The list. Well, well, I should have said that first. Yeah. I did not, but I, I we were both. It's so obvious. We I said we have to keep off. It's the list. almost universally accepted as. One of, if not the greatest episode of the series. So we'll get well, to it after our choices. Yes. Okay. So number two for you, Mister. Number two for me would be "Dig That Cat." He's real gone. One fantastic title. It was a great title. R- wonderful title. And and two. Um, so, so it's another uh, carnival story. Carnival story. Isn't a theme with and- you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> carnival sideshow magic. I love that sort of you know old school, you know, entertainment. So so in this in this story, uh, you know, two bit con man, you know, meets meets a doctor who 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 wants to use him as a guinea pig in his his you know experiment, which is to give him the nine lives of a cat. <laughs> These are. This is Tales from the Crypt. <laughs> we are Just not go de- with it. We are not dealing with real science. Hashtag here. go it's, with it. Yeah. It, <laughs> it's science that's borderline magic. <laughs> but But they make I it do, so serious that when I was initially watching it when well, I was not, younger, well not this episode, but I didn't ever question r- any really? of it. Yeah. I was like, okay. Because this one <laughs> while not a full blown comedy, definitely has that sort of uh, tongue in cheek edge to it. It's very campy. It's true, and but I, it always just that it's so scary that I just take it so seriously. One, it's like they can't be. And and I and I love I love a lot of the, the the camera choices and whatnot. It has that sort of zany, almost comic book feel to it, which is appropriate for Tales from the Crypt. I believe this was the third episode of the series. Wow! Um, I realized it was so early. And um, and so so and I I love the premise because it is it, it's a goofy premise, but it's it's engagingly so. It's it's. I love that he is essentially given a miracle. He is, you know, he has a power. He has the po- you know a power people would kill for, and he decides to use that power to make money. Not just a show, a sideshow at a carnival, and he's <laughs> like, and he's like this is, and I can only do this nine times. <laughs> so I'm going to use my nine lives at a sideshow in. I, and That's I don't think journey. I don't think this was a period piece. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure this was contemporary time. So sideshows were way way out of vogue at that point. And he's like, "Yeah, I know what to do. <laughs> I I am essentially a god at this point. I I have you know borderline mystic powers." And I, <laughs> and ladies I, and gentlemen, yes. come see this thing. And you I'm won't believe get, anyway. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, yeah, essentially. No matter how well done it is, no matter how miraculous it is, people are going to think it's it's a hoax. It's fake, man. At a sideshow, <laughs> that's but but whatever. That's part of the fun of it. It's, it, it, still a it's great just episode. a fun, campy episode, stylish, over the top. It's exactly what you want from Tales from the Crypt. It's good, a good time. It is indeed. Right. So my second choice, which is ironic. <laughs> is called Split Second. Do you remember that one? I do. It's so good. It has Michelle Johnson as like slutty naked wife showing her boobs. So you gotta have boobs to be a good episode of Tales from Crypt. Actually, don't actually. 
I surprised myself with my first choice, but I'm thinking ahead. Let's talk about split second. Boobs, gore, or monsters. The, the, you, you have to have one of those things to be a truly great episode. Of you Joe's know, Crypt. I would have thought that. But then when we get to my number one, it's like, well, it's blowing my mind. But we're still, we're still on number okay. two. We're not skipping right. over this because it's a great one. And I rewatched it not too long ago. And I just found out the hot woodcutter guy is the hot vampire from Lost Boys. And that blew my mind. What? <laughs> Did you know that? Billy Worth? Yes. (laughs) You did know that? Yeah. I always just thought it was like Keanu Reeves, but not. And so like I wanted to look up. I mean, that's correct. He's so Keanu Reeves. He's so Ted. Theodore Logan. Yeah. (laughs) Like he just seems like he should be. You know, wild stallions. Um, so anyway, so I looked it up and and that guy's hot and he has done a lot of things. So I was really sad that that not not Keanu Reeves hadn't done that much, but turns out he's doing good. <laughs> that's my assessment of split second. <laughs> okay. But, but that's, that's I mean, all it's hard need. to say. Like I, I can literally say they chop up the people, but I want you to watch it. It's so good. It has boobs. I, bas- I guess basically if you stay, watch for the boobs and the rest is going to be gravy. I, I think the thing about Tales from the Crypt is that they're all, for the most part, of the, of the same of the same quality, you had top notch people. You had the very best of Hollywood working on the on these episodes. Yeah, Kevin Yeager, you know, uh, Child's Play fame, doing the, these uh, special effects. Uh, you had you had people like Yay, Richard yeah. Donner uh, directing. It. He he directed the previous episode. We we talked about um, just the creme de la creme of of Hollywood. You know, coming together to make a goofy horror series, and that was part of the charm. So, so if we don't talk much about the actual episode, it's not because it's not a great episode. It's because they're all pretty good. We are just drawn to a particular particular element. This is emotion, not critique. We are just word. You know, I don't think spell. we have to explain that. People yeah. get it. It's like we love tales in the crypt. We're just here celebrating. Yeah, it's all this good. is just us. Going on about our like if favorite I had to episodes. pick five episodes to watch in row right now, it'd be these, and I'd be way happy about yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> but I'd also it's be way happy one... with any other combo. I'd be I'd be happy with any any of them, but these are the ones we would pick to watch just because they they appeal to us uh, on on an emotional le- or, or a personal level. That's why. Okay, so that said, let's go ahead and move to our number ones. What is your personal number one Tales in the Crypt besides the one that we have? Not so I actually had two in mind. Um, so can we do ties? I, I guess we I already, already started. Tie, we so. already did a tie. You're correct. And as I said, your podcast. So, <laughs> um, so the tie for for number one is the ventriloquist, the ventriloquist dummy, um, and. Um, Lower birth. Okay. Tell us why. So ventriloquist dummy. It's uh, possibly outside the one we're going to talk about after this, the most famous episode of the series, or at least the most popular episode because it's just... The ventriloquist, really? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's, it's a beloved episode for sure. I've seen... Uh, I've seen replicas of the of the main monster. Really? And, yeah. I want one. Where do you see them? Oh, like conventions well, on shut eBay. Up, I won't. And anyway, go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> but that's uh, awesome because it's freaking creepy. 
Yeah. And full spoilers for this one, because it's impossible to talk about this one without spoilers. Um, so based on the title, you think it's going to be another killer ventriloquist dummy story or, or a story about a, a man who thinks his ventro- ventriloquist dummy is alive, even if it isn't, you know, think magic or, or films like that. But no, no, this, this goes beyond that. It is the ventriloquist dummy is, is actually a conjoined twin. It is, it's, uh, you know, a monster growing on on a man's hands. This deformed, weird little thing, where, wearing the wearing the guise of a a ventriloquist dummy, and it's gory, it's weird, it's funny. It is it, it it's like a mini Sam Raimi film. <laughs> it's, it's true. And you have Don Rickles and Bobcat Goldthwait, and they're just playing off of each other, hamming it up, you know, throwing blood at each other, and it's just. It, it it's perfect. It is everything you could possibly want from a show called Tales from the Crypt. <laughs> and so, Lower Birth, though, that's the one where the Crypt Keeper is born, right? Correct. That was so. So it's another carnival story. Um, <laughs> shocker. Definitely a theme with you. Yeah, and it's a, it's the heartwarming tale of a four thousand year old mummy that elopes with a two headed man to give birth to a wisecracking corpse puppet it is Lucky classic it, it's <laughs> it's beautiful and it's it's <laughs> it's beautiful in its absurdity um it's played relatively straight until the end in which you are treated to a crit keeper baby puppet and it's just Aww, ridiculous it's and it's precious. beautiful it, it's fantastic and it's just exactly much like the ventriloquist dummy this is just exactly w- what tales from the crypt is about to me it is it is it is a quintessential tales from the crypt story and it, it was great in the comics and it was great on the show so <laughs> that's because he was born <laughs> okay so my my choice for number one is actually the opposite of a quintessential Tales from the Crypt episode. It like could not be more different, and I guess it's part of why it stands out for me because it's King of the Road, which stars Brad Pitt wagging that tongue and being all hot. And when it first came on, I actually saw it like in the way you were mentioning in the edited version. So I thought there must have been stuff I missed that was really saucy in the original version. But I was so intrigued. I like I had no idea who Brad Pitt was, and it was just just this really theatrical episode with like this music from Warren Zevon. I didn't know what that was. I just was like, what is this song? This is an amazing Ooh, film. With the Hell yeah. Oh man. I love that song. Um, and, and Brad Pitt, of course, is just like phenomenal standout guy that when that's your introduction to him, it's like, wow, he's going to be a big star. <laughs> so it, I, I assume there must have been all kinds of killing and stuff that I missed out on. And when I finally saw the HBO episode and realized it hadn't really gotten cut that much, there's not really much of any of that in there. Uh, I still loved it. I was like, fuck it. I'm too sold on this episode to it's, hold it negatively because there's not enough gore. <laughs> it's a peculiar episode it's in so many weird. ways. It's so different. For, um, <laughs> to me, is 
not even necessarily that, but it sort of tricks you into thinking that it is going to be a conventional supernatural horror story. Uh, you think that Brad Pitt's, Brad Pitt's character is, is a, a ghost or specter of some sort. And then it turns out, no, he's just a jerk. He's a dude. He's, um, wants to race. It, it's essentially a 1950s-style drag race story. Um, and it was it was supposed to be part of a spinoff called Two-Fisted Tales, which were going to be more action-oriented stories. You know, Tales, Two-Fisted Tales was, was another EC comic um, publication. And it was... Um, and it was, it, and it was more. It's what the title Actually, implied: two fisted tails. But they didn't um, go with that. They did not go with that. They did three. Uh, they did actually. It was a TV movie, I believe. Uh, William Sadler played a, a cowboy host, and it was three segments that ended up becoming Tales from the Crypt episodes. So it was uh, King of the Road, Woo-hoo! Showdown, I, I believe, uh, which. Could could have been a Tales from the Crypt episode, and, and then Yellow, the, uh. the much, <laughs> which is funny because it's probably the most critically acclaimed episode. Yeah, but that's not what that. you go for it. for Tales from the Crypt. <laughs> Tales from the Crypt is about gore and gags and nonsense, and Brad Pitt's tongue yeah, apparently, yeah, and Brad Pitt's tongue. It's <laughs> at, at least King of the Road has an exploitation sort of feel to it, it does. whereas Yellow is this portentous. Uh, war story you know it's Ugh. more along the lines uh, of uh saving private ryan and whatnot and i think that's the only one that if it was on right now i would not watch it <laughs> which is funny because again so beloved episode <laughs> i i don't care for it it's not a favorite let's say that yeah. okay so now that we know our awesome list let's take let's talk about the one that is it was just so awesome we had to take it off the choices list because Whatever. It's all through the house. And all through the house. It's the, so good. The Christmas episode, the second <laughs> episode of the series. You, you know how, how you can tell this is iconic is that it was previously filmed as a, as a um, segment in the Amicus Tales mm-hmm. from the Crypt movie. So this is one of the few. Too. And, that, and that one's good, too. It's a little more mannered than... Uh, than of course. It's British. It, it, yeah, it's... It's a proper one. Yeah, it's 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 creepy, but in a m- much more um, understated sort of way. Oh, yes. should I be bashing your head in now? Yes, exactly like that. <laughs> um, and the Santa in that the the Santa killer in that is almost this uh, pitiful creature. <laughs> he's 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 this old mad man and you kind of and you kind of feel sorry for him he has all the sadness in the world in his eyes he is just whatever you know, he he's he yeah he, he's basically a tramp he is Whereas no the, larry no it, exactly <laughs> the, the new one is growth the newer one yeah it, i know he's just this 30 year old yeah. episode <laughs> he is just yeah, he's amazing grotes- grotesquery he is a movie monster through and through this he's gibbering so scary. moron this maniac this he is he is not he is not a subtle creation but man he is exactly what you want from tales from the crypt uh you know ec comics always had that sort of carnival talker mentality they were they were you know big and gruesome and that's that's how they liked it so honestly this this version feels closer in in spirit to i agree and um 
And shout out to Mary Ellen Trainer. Is that did I get her name right? Yeah. Okay. She's fucking amazing as the mom. Her scream at the end is just iconic as shit. Oh, it it it's a cl- everything about that episode. She's so good. It, I want to try to scream right now like that, but I think and I'll spare your ears. And it's essentially it's the story. It is the comic. It was a is originally a yeah, it was originally the, a vault of horror story. It was one of the first ones yeah. I read, actually. Yeah, it was a John Johnny Craig story, and he um, Johnny Craig did the, the art anyway. And it was the only thing thing that's different is because that was like five pages, and, and this <laughs> is they have to expand upon it. So there's a little more, you know, you know, running around and stalking and whatnot. But it is pretty faithful. And um, not love me a, a yeah, holiday horror punchline is st- is essentially the same. Yeah, the daughter's a dumbass who wants presents yeah. and kills everyone for him. Yeah, and and that scream that that you're talking about. Ah, I yeah. won't do it. So, <laughs> from what I understand, William Gaines uh, of of EC fame, he he he's the man. He um he he was the one who suggested that that scream. He wanted to end on her screaming her head off. That was and a it good suggestion. Yeah, and it's a powerful it, it's, moment. It. It is, and you know, the, as we can see from the rest of the series, they can go as gruesome as they want. They don't have to hold back on the gore, and somehow, her screaming her head off is far better than any uh, any you know murder they could have come up with. Any yeah. any gr- they, they could have thrown her in a wood chopper, and it would have been fun. It would have been fun, <laughs> but it would have been like a million other. Even though this is the second episode, would have been. It wouldn't have been as iconic. Like, what if said. she was screaming like that, and then like it's a close up on her face, and then they pull back, and it's a wood chipper. I, st- I just, I, I just no, made this episode even better. No, I disagree. <laughs> I disagree with that. And all through the house, twenty nineteen. It, it, it's nineteen percent more wood chipper. It's like you you already know where they're going. Santa Claus is in the house, and she's screaming her head off. This is not going to end well for her. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need. And he killed her because <laughs> we. <laughs> <laughs> I need closure. Okay, so real quick though, because it's the 30th anniversary of the whole like Crick Keeper even just coming into our lives. Let's like reflect well, on how amazing he well, is. Keeper, that character just to himself. Yeah, the Crick Keeper did exist I previously, know. but but the, the difference Keeper between, as we know it, yeah, with John exa- exactly that Crick Keeper is is a marvel. Really, they. They came up with with this beautiful puppet that that you know to young eyes he to the impressionable youth was Scary basically yeah a, a living breathing sentient creature and that's like as a kid you don't think wow what a great effect you think this is the crypt keeper you this do. is just and it's a so scary little <laughs> decrepit person and that's what was great about about him and and that voice like you said um, in the first. A few episodes. He had, uh, the first season. He had that more gruff, sinister uh, voice, and then the, you know they, he sort of uh, heightened. It, uh, yeah, and that's that's our crypt keeper. That's the the picture I'm going to put up on with this. You know how you have to have a screenshot to advertise the podcast or whatever is me with John Casier, and my face is frozen in this just like awe expression because he was talking normal right before he took the picture, and then he's like. He, 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 he did the cackle right as the picture was taken and so my expression is just like <gasps> like hearing the crypt keeper's voice coming from a person is just the weirdest thing it seems like it's his it's, own thing you know it's like why is the crypt keeper this man <laughs> it's, 
it's just it shows what an amazing character it is and yeah. and how amazing a job he did that it just blows your mind that much yeah he he was he was less less a puppet and more like you know your buddy who told you raunchy joke bar <laughs> jokes and whatnot they were they weren't funny but man you love the way he told them but and he was, was scary by himself too because he was like chopping fingers and stuff and it's like ooh, I'm in the mess most with him. light-hearted way possible it's you're like this guy's a murderer true, but, but he seemed he seems pretty cool he's he it was almost like a adam's family for the 90 well he's a hard outside the adam's, adam's family. family i guess but i mean <laughs> adam's family for adults where where it's like he just enjoys what where he is what he, real. yeah he's just having i don't know the adam's family you know, they imply that they did some, they've done some pretty unspeakable things. Yeah, but they're like little one-offs, like, ha ha, get the joke. Crypt yeah. Keeper's all like chopping shit up, cooking humans, whatever. Just like he ain't. That's true. He's he's saying, what? Get in <laughs> my face. I, but then he also became a cartoon. How strange is that? And, and again, really. it kind of makes sense. <laughs> he's essentially a cartoon character. They just toned him down into... Adam's family. Like I guess we that's said. what he's I mean, like your, the toned down version. He's your eccentric friend who love who loves weird things. He loves bugs and, and skulls and all sorts of bizarre things. But he's ultimately a good guy. <laughs> you know, he's. Did you watch Tales from Crypt Keeper too? Oh yeah. Oh, it's 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 not as. I was gonna say. Yeah. I, I want to say it's so good, but. It's, it's so cute. fun. It's, it's, it's fun. It's, it's fun. fun for sure. And it, his parts are always so good. But also, it's kind of a self defeating. Uh, gimmick like the idea is it's Tales from the Crypt for kids but you know kids were watching Tales from the Crypt kids never want to watch the version that's safe for them <laughs> the, the, they never want to watch the, the, the daddy approved version they want to go out and they're like oh I'm not supposed to watch this one well that's the one I'm going to watch what that, <laughs> so I also- as, as fun as it is it seems like it's fan base is primarily made uh, nowadays is made up of nostalgic adults <laughs> like i don't think it's ever been popular with kids but uh, but you know people who love tales from the crypt love it it's true and there's a lot of us out there celebrating today <laughs> yeah i'm gonna some. i'm gonna try and experiment because back in Ooh. i'd have to look up what when this is but it's halloween horror nights five which has to be like 500 years ago i assume correct yes. <laughs> crypt keeper was like the main person they were promoting, like the host of it. How it's usually like Chucky or somebody now. Yeah. I would have freaking loved to get it. Well, I, th- I think it's easy to forget now because you know the the rights issues. So and you know the fact that they never air it on television anymore. But the Crit Keeper was ubiquitous. He was he was a big he was up there with uh, Freddy and the yeah. and Dracula and all those characters. I wanted for to a be again, bit. man. He's so. I don't think it cool. would take much now. I, I think all you would have to do is honestly just air those old episodes. It's just yeah. Why, what, for, why doesn't anybody air them anywhere? Uh, again, from what YouTube. I understand, that it's a legal mess. Everything uh, about it. That's always. why it's not on the HBO Go platform Ugh. and whatnot. Uh, that's why the uh, M Night Shyamalan show got canceled because it's no no one knows who owns what. It's so okay. So I'm gonna try to play this clip of the Crypt Keeper Advertising Universal Halloween Horror Nights 5. Hopefully it works because it's badass and awesome. Ready? Go! Hello, kiddies! Crypt Keeper here, master of ceremonies at Universal Studios, all new Halloween Horror Nights with new haunted houses to die for. You'll make some new themes 
Bones play a scarring role in a killer show and rots more. Hell yeah. I want to get to that. I hope that picked up. If not, I'll cut it out. Ooh, that started next. I like it. Anyway. Oh my god, how cool would it have been to go to that? Oh, I love it so much. Universal, get your shit together and bring the Crypt Keeper back. Just society needs to bring him back. Where? He was like, like I said, he was everywhere. He was he was an icon. He was he, he is was, an uh, icon. He, well, he's yeah, he still <laughs> is to us. But he was he was uh, he hosted a double dare style uh, game show for kids called. Uh, the Secrets of the Crypt Keeper's Haunted House. Fuck yeah. Ah. Yeah, uh, he was, um, you know, he was in a Coors uh, uh, ad campaign for Halloween. He Just like Elvira. He was up yeah, there. there. There was a, I, I believe, a, a tabletop role-playing game. There was What? A, I need to find that. Yeah, he was, he was, I think people forget how big Yeah, the Crypt Keeper the rap. Crypt, yeah, the Crypt Jam. The, the Crypt, Crypt Jam, that's it. Oh, Lord. Oh. Insert some Crypt Jam. I'm making a note. <laughs> and also, oh, there's another one. He just did fucking everything. And there was a... Uh, and I think he hosted, like, um, segments uh, of kids' WB Saturday morning cartoons. Like, he was... That's insane. I love that he was everywhere. I miss... And then he just sort of vanished. <laughs> I guess... Is it... Was he... Okay. It's not his time anymore. It is his time. Your time is now, Crypt Keeper. Get John Cassier. We didn't appreciate him enough. I so did. he went back to his crypt. We did. We failed you, Crypt Keeper. We failed you. Oh. Oh, you know what? They also had, like, okay, so this isn't super Crypt Keeper related, but they, Tales from Crypt, the movies. That's true. The, uh, so there was the aforementioned Amicus film that we talked about, uh, the vault, vault of Horror, but for the HBO series, yeah. there were two. The two theatrical films, and I believe there was a, a third one that was that was a an unrelated film that they slapped the crypt keeper on. <laughs> I think it, a ritual. That's, I think that's when it was when people weren't respecting the crypt. Yeah, oh, that was just. Enough. <laughs> yeah, that was just you know. Uh, this, but those the, movies the, are both yeah, good. The theatrical ones. Yeah, the theatrical <laughs> ones. Um, Did you so like the first one? Blood? It's okay. Really? You yeah. just think it's okay? I think it's fine. Yeah. Uh, I love Bordello Blood, but I think more people like Demon Knight. It's goofy. It's mostly uh, it's mostly supported by Dennis Miller's uh, persona. So if, I sure did so love if me you some think, Dennis Miller back So then. if you think Dennis Miller is a hoot, then uh, <laughs> then you'll probably love Bordello Blood. It's it's pretty straightforward. And lots of boobs. It, yes, a lot of lots of boobs in it. And Corey Feldman as straight, a vampire. Straightforward. Vampire fair. Although I will say, even though I prefer Demon Knight, um, Bordello Blood feels more like a conventional Tales from the Crypt story. It's got, it's got you know your classical monsters, the vampires. It's got um, you know the corny humor and in an old fashioned sort of twist. So, um, but Demon Knight, it's an ambitious film. It's um, it's not entire entirely successful. But there's a lot to love about it. that. You know, there's a reason why it's picked up a cult following. It is basically an unofficial Evil Dead remake, but you know, throw, throw, you know, throwing in some some biblical epic elements and and uh, Billy Zane as uh, as sexy Beetlejuice. <laughs> you mean less sexy Beetlejuice? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> uh, and it, it's. Um, you know, you have Dennis 
you have a it's awesome. Dick Miller. So, oh, sorry, fuck yeah, of course. <laughs> I I almost got my Millers mixed up. Um, oh, D Miller and D Miller. D Miller and D Miller. Um, the plot thing. And there's just and the special effects are great. Um, and it's just it's gooey, it's slimy, it's just it, it's a blast. But it doesn't necessarily feel like a Tales from the Crypt story, um, which is because. Um, you know, it start. It wasn't a Tales from the Crypt story. It was a script that had been floating around for for years, and they finally said, "Okay, we'll make it as a Tales from the Crypt movie." I think in one incarnation, the uh, demons were uh, were were men in business suits, which yeah, <laughs> getting deep. yeah. But they gave us what we want. They gave us slimy things from hell, and that's how we like it. Speaking of hell, I remember the other thing I wanted to remember to mention right. about Tales from the Crypt. That's awesome. It is my number two Christmas album. What's number one? Alvin and the Chipmunks. So every year I listen to Alvin and the Chipmunks and Crypt Keepers Christmas. Was the actual name of it? Have yourself a scary there little you Christmas. There you go. Oh, how could I not remember? Anyway, I had the CD and I listened to it freaking every year and it's awesome. And I'm going to add it's some It's exactly what it sounds like. It is just uh, traditional public domain Christmas carols, but done but awesomely. With puns. <laughs> and it's and it's beautiful. It's it's perfect. It is it's dumb, but we love it so much. It's it's a holiday tradition. It's a tradi- holiday, it's a holiday tra- tradition. It's a holiday tradition in uh, Wait, both of our households. It's a holiday classic. Holiday classic. <laughs> look what you have done to us. Yeah. John Cusier slash Crypt Keeper. Yeah. <laughs> and have yourself a merry little Christmas now. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, I would like to thank my guest today, Mr. Anton Fives, for being here and helping me celebrate the Tales from the Cryptiversary. Happy Tales in the Crypt Day, everyone. Woohoo! Thanks for listening. Boils and ghouls. Mwah ha ha ha.